Welcome to episode 57, I'm saying 57, we just keep going and going, of Spinning Thoughts. This is Angelo coming at you, and I am here uh, without my co-host Brandon today, so no one is disappointed by that. Um, I'm actually pretty excited uh, to do it by myself, Brandon, we'll talk to you next time. Um, But I'm not here by myself completely, I am actually really, really stoked to have the opportunity to talk to Ben from Jukebox the Ghost. Everybody say hello. Ben, what up, dude? Hey, man. How's it going? I'm feeling so good. The weather is just like super nice, finally. Um, after finally, sp- it has turned around. Right? I know. Oh, man. Has it been weird? I just feel like the older I get, um, like the, the stranger the weather seems. Like when I was younger, it always felt like we really actually kind of had seasons. Now... It's like they all like intermingle. Like sometimes it's winter, but it feels like summer. You know? No, th- and this this spring just decided not to do its thing. It right. Just decided to be cold and miserable, and now <laughs> I think this weekend it's going up to eighty, and all, we're all just gonna start sweating our balls off. So I know. I know. It's uh, it's crazy, but yeah, the the heat is here, the good weather's here. Hopefully, it's uh, it's where you are now. Where are you actually right now? I know you're so- you're in studio. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in the studio. So at least this is is temperate. Uh, but uh, we're all in Brooklyn, uh, New York, right? Gotcha, now. gotcha. And is that what's home base for you guys? So that is home base. Um, and this is the first time we've actually gotten to ever uh, really make a record and at our own home base. So we're sleeping in our own beds and then waking up and going to the studio. Wow. So there should be a lot of energy in in this music, then, right? It's great. Yes, it's our it's our <laughs> fastest record to date. Awesome. Uh, we're actually going to talk. A little bit more about this whole recording process and how you guys in the band actually have more of a hand in it but we're going to get to that here in a second um so on april the 7th diving right in on april the 7th i believe of this year the band dropped its first studio release since 2014 titled stay the night what a fun upbeat head bobbing electric soulful badass song this is oh man you should write all of our reviews (laughs) i would love to you know maybe uh maybe we can work something out but i mean it every one of those uh descriptive words i meant um how stoked are you all to have this out there for the fans and everyone else to enjoy it's so it's so fun and so great to have it released you know part of you know the record making process for us is you know for this one anyway we're recording a bunch of songs and trying out different producers and this was one that we recorded back in the fall um and we were so desperate to release them we thought why we should just put this out into the world uh while we make while we make a a record and so yeah to finally release it we did a little tour around it and to have people immediately you know sing along and knowing the words um it's great. It's a, it's a feeling like no other, truly. No doubt. It is like insanely catchy. And, and that's not hard. I mean, it's not, that's not easy to do. Um, it's not easy to create something. Um, yeah, that came out the wrong way at first. Yeah, no, uh, it is not, what I do is very easy. Let's, uh, everything, let's right the everything you guys do is so fucking easy. Um, no, but seriously. Now music is both, you learn two chords and pretty much you can be a professional Oh, come on. Uh, you're cutting yourself short here. Um, but from what I understand, 
the band has taken on a lot of responsibility by learning how to record and produce. Um, I, I believe like bringing a collective of like 70 demos to the table. Now, yeah. of all those demos to choose from, <laughs> why and how did Stay the Night make it as the first studio track to drop in the last few years? Um, it did. Uh, that's a, that's a, it. I wish there was more to it than what I'm about to tell you, but I think, you know, we recorded a couple <laughs> others and uh, several of those others at, that we recorded at that time are going to be on the full length. Gotcha. Um, and so, and I don't know, to say the night seemed, it seemed like a safe, good, fun, like we knew we liked it. We knew it existed and we don't even know if it's going to be on our full length record, but we did know we wanted it to, to be released. And so, that's just sort of how it happened. Uh, you know, we're, and, and even after that was done, we've been still pouring through and, and picking and choosing. And um, I think we'll, you know, we've recorded 13 or 14 at this point. And yeah. um, the whole process is, it seems endless and full of, you know, moments of like, wait, should we be doing this song or that song? And, um, but that one was just like, we recorded it and we knew we liked it and we knew we wanted to release it. So we did. Now, since taking on these new roles in recording and producing, what happens to be your favorite and least favorite part of that process? Uh, that's a good question. I think, you know, the, the, my favorite part is taking a song that, you know, for me, I write at the piano, so I'll sit and I'll sort of, you know, play some chords and get the melody and get it and have, have a song. And then when you get into the box, that's sort of the music lingo of like actually like recording it and putting it in the computer and working on it, then you get to sort of experiment and see what sort of a song it's going to become or what you want it to, or how you want it to become. Um, so, you know, the, a big part of it is just like fooling around with sounds and doing different arrangements. Um, and that part's great. That part's really fun. On the flip side, uh, <laughs> you know, I am not a producer. Yeah. Uh, that is not, I would never call myself that. I know how to like produce out a demo, but I wouldn't ever produce something to the extent that then it's immediately on a record. But right. So when there's like an idea or a concept and I don't have the, the fundamental skills to make it sound as good as I know I want it to. Um, and that's when we bring in a producer producer, which we're doing uh, right now and working with a couple of guys here in Brooklyn who know how to make it sound really, really good. It's uh, it's really exciting stuff. Uh, I know it's been a little while for some new music to hit, and um, now with Stay the Night Out, and I mean, just people are vibing on you, as always. So, super electric right now. Um, how much of a foreshadowing, though, is Stay the Night uh, to the rest of the material the band is working on? Um, it's 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 uh, somewhere in the middle. There are some songs which lay right in that poppy zone. Um, some of this stuff is a little more. Uh, it's sort of a throwback to our, a lot of our older material, a little more adventurous, a little quirkier. Um, so actually, on the whole, that tune is probably a little slicker than the other stuff. But, um, I, you know, I don't know. There's some songs that it's similar to and some songs it's slightly dissimilar to, um, yeah. which is sort of why I don't have an answer of whether or not it will be on the <laughs> final record. You know, who yeah. knows what'll happen? With yeah. It. Uh, well, um, that's always exciting. Not knowing um, even is the band. I mean, it's obviously the fans don't know the band. You guys are still trying to work it out, figure it out. And, and th this is like the exciting time because um, right. nothing's like completely set in stone yet. It's still kind of molding and evolving. Yes. And what, I mean, what I can say is that 
uh, we are currently making some of the our the favorite music music we've ever made. Um, That's fantastic. Some of these tracks sound incredible, and we cannot wait to get these out into the world. Now I know everyone's asking. <laughs> I, I I I always do some research before talking just to see what interviews you've done recently. I try not to keep asking the same damn questions over and over again. Uh, but give me a time frame. When are we When are we thinking that there's going to be an actual collection of music for us to to dig our t- teeth into? The hope is is this fall at least releasing something as a gotcha. GP and then a full length sort of as soon as possible. The the other thing that's happening right now is we're trying to figure out our label situation. Um, so as soon as we you know we're talking to some people and figuring that out, but as soon as we have uh, a label that we partnered with, then the infrastructure is there, and then it's a lot easier just to release it. No, um, no doubt, no doubt. And on this show, um, my co-host uh, who couldn't be here with us today, and and that's all good. Um, we often talk to bands about their approach toward releasing EPs versus full length. Um, I know the band, as you're saying, you're tossing around a lot of these different ideas. Um, why would you lean one way or the other? Do you have like you personally, Ben, do you have a preference on, you know, what one to go with or what you like as a consumer yourself? Any thoughts on that? I, I always like a full length record. Um, yeah, I like knowing what's there and I, I like listening to it as a full experience. Um, I think when you release a single, it's exciting, but then you want more. It sort of, it <laughs> leaves you unfulfilled. Yeah. Um, and then an EP is sort of somewhere in between. Um, from a logistical standpoint, the only reason we, we would release an EP is if, um, you know, we're still recording, but want to put something out or right. touring, but the full length isn't ready. And maybe there's ways to do that, but I mean, we haven't released an EP since our very first album, I think we released that EP in early 2007, wow. I want to say. So, wow. you know, we're not an EP sort of a band in yeah, terms yeah, of yeah. releasing new music. And and even on a lot of your albums, you know, you have like the, the, the piano like solos, you know, as well too, to like really just elaborate on, um, you know, the, the construction of the music and everything. Are, are you yeah. guys doing any more of that? Um, it's, it's hard to say. I, I don't, uh, you know, that was an exceptional sort of situation because we had been on an indie label called Yep Rock, who were great. And we put out our last three records with them. But then uh, another label came in and re-released uh, our self-titled record. And so in doing that, we had a conversation with them and wanted to uh, find something special to add to the record. And so right. I made the suggestion of doing sort of classical piano reinterpretations of all the tunes they said yes, and then I did it. So I don't think that's going to be, you know, I, I there's no way that every record we do from now on will have <laughs> a classical piano no. companion album. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, I honestly, I really enjoy it. Um, not many bands do that. They don't even have like, you know, I don't even know if they have the capacity to do that. I mean, it's a very well, different take. It's very cool, man. Um, yeah, most people don't. But like, I mean, that's my fundamental background is I'm a classical right. pianist. And uh so I actually just even even this uh, I guess late winter released an album of all of more piano improvisation tunes that aren't based on songs. They're just piano pieces because it's something that I like to do. Um, you said you you released cool. this yourself. I released it myself. Just a qu- I mean, it's just only digital, but uh, nice. Yeah, it's called First Improvisations, and I actually came to the studio that we're working in now and spent two days uh, just playing, just playing piano, whatever came to mind, and then went back through and found the parts that sounded like songs and made a record out of it. That is awesome. I, as soon as we're done with this interview, I'm going to go and check it out. I'm super, <laughs> cool. super, super stoked. I encourage all the listeners, all my friends who follow me to episode 57 for some reason, I encourage you to check it out as well. 
Um, now, to, to kind of wrap up on the whole stay the night thing, um, certainly the track, uh, you know, it, you've said it in interviews, and, and of course, you, you couldn't even know music. You, you could tell there's some Queen vibes bouncing off of it, and, and that is yeah. glorious, man. I mean, just fucking glorious. Um, so the band does a show I'm, I'm seeing on Halloween called Halloween. So <laughs> Queen has some, you know, you know, importance to the band. Talk to us about, like, this whole Queen thing. How did you guys start this Halloween? What's it all about? Give me some insight. Totally, totally. So, um, you know, it's funny. From very early on, people, that was like a reference for us. I, I think originally it has something to do with, you know, I play piano, and I think yeah. when you learn to sing at a piano, um, and I, I don't know, I, I guess my voice can at moments be similar to, to Freddie Mercury's, and so that sort of lended itself it, it, to that I know, comparison. which how fucking um, awesome is that? <laughs> it's not bad. It's, you know, there's moments yeah. where I turn it on, and there's moments where I turn it off, but... Um, we did. Uh, we learned a couple of Queen covers for just touring, and they went so well um, that Jesse, our drummer, came up with the idea. Is like, guys, we should just do a show as Queen at Halloween and call it Halloween. And we did, and we did it for the first time two years ago, and we did it again last year, and we'll do it again this year. And hell yeah, uh, we do like a, a set of originals, and then go off stage, and I shave my beard, so I just have a mustache. And <laughs> oh, you actually into... like for real have a real mustache? Oh, I'm full on, dude. I don't fuck around. Good for you, man. I love that. I love it. Yeah, uh, so then, see, I'm that guy that has a mustache like once a year, but only for like the first week of November. But dude, so worth it, right? Totally, totally. <laughs> and the show is so much fun because you get to, you know, we, we, we play shows where, you know, fans that come to our shows know our songs, but these are classic songs. These are iconic, timeless songs. And so just getting to do it and people haven't heard them live for the most part. So it's, it's just a spectacular uh, experience. Do, uh, just curious. I mean, you guys nail the songs clearly, and and you vibe with you know some things with Queen and whatnot. But is, do you ever do you feel any kind of pressure to just like really knock the songs out of the park? Considering, I mean, at least I consider Freddie and Queen, you know, one of the best of all time. I mean, how does oh, that feel yeah. for you? Um, I, I you know I I have such confidence in our abilities. And I love that. I am nervous in you know when we're learning it, but honestly, by the time it's showtime, we just fucking crush it. It sounds it sounds great. <laughs> um, and, I love it. Uh, somehow I can do all the vocals, and the the other guys get all the backup vocals. And Tommy's uh, guitar solos are just like Brian May. And I Justin's know. Drumming's incredible, and mm. it's just there. So if we couldn't do it and couldn't do it well, we wouldn't do it at all. There you go. For sure. That I mean, that's there. It is. That's the easiest way to say it. And you guys definitely. Fucking do it. So um, I encourage it. And are these normally what New York, like right in like your area? We've done that. Uh, we've done each year. We try to do New York and one other show. And so we've done New York and Boston and New York and Philly. So gotcha. I'm not sure where the other city is going to be this year. New York and Pittsburgh, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah, it could happen. <laughs> it could happen. Um, I encourage everybody to check it out. Um, you can see some videos and, and everything from Halloween uh, the past couple of years. Really cool stuff. Now, Ben, what we're going to do is we've been talking a lot about stay the night. And I just love there's nothing better if you're not going to be the band to put a catchy song in someone's head there's nothing better to than like a second better to be able to do it as a guy like me on a radio show so i'm gonna get stay the night <laughs> stuck in everyone's head right Great. now you down with me playing it absolutely absolutely fuck yeah everybody please enjoy stay the night the latest single from jukebox the ghost no we're not getting any younger i'm coming over i'm coming over still got the napkin 
So you just finished listening to Stay the Night, the latest single from Jukebox the Ghost. Now, we always like to get some inside dirt on the tracks that we play on the show. So, Ben, did you ever end up staying the night? Um, that, that's not, you know, I don't, uh, I don't kiss and tell. <laughs> so that's not something I can talk about. All right. All right. We won't find out. I'm sorry, listeners. I let you down, but I tried. So you have to give me credit there. Now, on a serious <laughs> note, though, Ben, um, is there anything about this track um, that maybe your fans might already not know anything like inside info about it? Oh, man, that's a really good question. Um, Making you think. Now, if uh, you would have answered the other question, I wouldn't have asked this one. So, Well, I didn't. I, you didn't say that was happening. <laughs> you didn't say there was a harder question to follow. Um, I mean, theoretically, I could continue to deny you answers, but that's not much of a, of a – it's not good podcast etiquette. No, it's um, not. <laughs> Well, I mean, one thing, you know, the uh, the ooh section in the in the bridge, um, we did not know that was going to happen. I just did it uh, in the studio on the last day. Oh, wow. Trying to figure out. It was it was just like piano and voice, um, just like singing it like very quiet and intimate. And then um, that, that idea to do all those background vocals and sort of really sort of channel the Queen stuff uh, was a last minute decision. But uh, I think it came out pretty well. Awesome. I appreciate that. Um, and yeah, don't you know. Answering the questions is always the fun way to do it. Um, now, I wasn't sure if I was going to be talking to all three of you guys or one or whatnot. So, um, I, I'm i curious. Maybe you can speak to this for Tommy. Uh, yeah. Because I, I came across this new song that he just released, right? The the fascist really got the me fascist. down. The fascist. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I just really, really love that song. I was kind of blown away by it, to be honest with you. It's just so clever. Um, and, and, and I think that it's just really amazing me. I mean, you're just talking about how you put out some stuff um, recently, and now Tommy's got this dropping. I mean, what's going on with the band um, individually? Do you guys have, like, your own kind of solo projects going on? Yeah, we all do. And it's sort of like, you know, while we've been writing the tunes for the jukebox record and recording, and we have time to do sort of other random things. And so, you know, I did this, uh, the classical piano record, and, um, Tommy has a couple other projects. He's got uh, like a solo thing called Mark Twain and uh, plays in a uh, sort of a, a noise, uh, like a art rock band called the Drunken Sufis. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> and then Jesse also has a band that he's actually working, he's recording on right now. And he, he writes and sings and he's fantastic. And, wow. uh, you know, it's with creative people, I think they just, you want to be creative. And so, um, you know, we we only get 12 songs on a jukebox record every yeah. couple of years. And so there's other songs that need to sort of be written and need to be heard. So Co- collectively, sort of though, happens. do you think everybody would say in the band that jukebox is top priority? Oh, always, always. Gotcha. Um, and uh, oh, yeah, totally. And this is just like, I mean, th- these others are more it's hobbies. You know, jukebox yeah. a ghost is is life, as, as, as the kids say. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's what we do. Um, and then the other stuff is just just for fun. Do you do you think that by taking on these outside endeavors that it actually I think it does that, like that it gives just this different dynamic to the I mean it, it has to keep jukebox like always fresh and growing and evolving wouldn't you say with constant outside influence? Uh, yeah, I think you know anytime you do anything creative, you're learning something, and so every time we do a project, little bits of that are are being filtered into jukebox stuff and. It's sort of like any, I don't know, like any skill or talent, the more you do it, sort of the more comes of it uh, and the sort of better you get. So I think our general philosophy has always been the more the merrier. 
and <laughs> you know jukebox is always priority so yeah. let's just keep making stuff and, and being creative and seeing what happens do you guys ever like kind of cross-pollinate like it do you ever jump on with a track for tommy with like some other stuff that he's doing or vice versa yeah i mean we'll all do like keys or guitar on another person's project if if it calls for it um like uh yeah like helping somebody record or tommy will play guitar on, on jesse's stuff or yeah we're, we're always there for each other to, to collaborate when when it's necessary i dig it dude now just you you personally what did you think of the fascists what did you think of that i song? love it i love it's it i mean so we cool. you know i knew it from from its early stages and, yeah and it, yeah, it was a different song that was gonna be a jukebox song and then he rewrote it about you know the the current state of the world and uh <laughs> that was great and like a really good friend of ours mixed it and another really good the guy that did um the, the music video for our song the great unknown did the lyric video for the song. So it's all like, it's a big family. Yeah. We all know what's going on and they're all staying in touch. And, yeah. It's, it's, I love the tune. Has so Jukebox good. ever considered bringing a political side into uh, its music? Um, We've considered it, but that's not, it's not like the role that we think Jukebox should play. Yeah. Um, we won't shy away from answering about it and our, our beliefs are strong, but uh the music is not, you know, sort of intrinsically politically motivated, um, nor do we necessarily think it should be. I hear you. That it, Not everything has to be. You know, I talked to a lot of bands. Uh, you know, we had Anti-Flag on about like 20 episodes ago or something. We talked to Pat and, you know, he was saying how this whole Donald Trump presidency is going to bring out the best like music and punk rock and all this. And I, I believe it. And that's great. But not everything has to be like that. It's nice to get a break from it, to be honest right. with you. And, Fucking and look, damn. And like. Yeah, and if you know we, uh, you know our our sort of views and our politics are are strong, and and I we think sort of you know in the right moral place, but it's we're not using our music as a vehicle or an outlet for those feelings. Um, and but and everyone who does, I think that's fantastic. But that's just not what we have done or do. Gotcha, cool dude. I appreciate the elaboration on all that. Now you bet. Jukebox is not only known for having a killer discography of music so far. Uh, but also for and it's really impressive, actually, for for being touring vets. I mean, the band has been around for over a decade now. So congrats yeah. on that. Fucking awesome. Thanks. Um, like, dude, I've played in bands my whole entire life and um, 10 years, dude, I couldn't imagine. I'm not even friends with those people anymore. Like, no. Hey, let, if it makes you feel any better, I'm not friends with the guys in my band. <laughs> so we've been doing it for too long. Yeah, those sons of bitches. Um, oh, man. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, 10, 10 plus years, dude. Congrats. That, that's a hell of an accomplishment. Like, it's so funny. It doesn't even, I don't even know if it feels like something that's worthy of congratulation because it's just like, <laughs> you're know. just it's, doing it's, it. It's a crazy thing. We're just doing it. I know. But come on, man. You got to understand from an outside perspective, um, it is no, impressive. And, it is, yeah. And I I'm newer. I'm newer to Jukebox. I'm not going to act like I've been around the whole 10 years. Okay. But. I, from what I'm vibing right now, it just seems that, you know, this is, I don't want to say a new beginning, but I mean, man, it, there's such an energy behind like what you guys are doing right now that I really think that you're not even close to like ramping up yet. I mean, that's sort of the hope, you know, every time you make a record, you want it to sort of be the biggest thing you've done, the best thing you've done. And, and we believe in that this time, of course, again, as well. So you know, hope this is the start of the next phase of the band. And, um, yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit. And so we'll just keep uh, keep making music until we get there. 
and and I was digressing because I'm just so impressed by everything. So I have to, you know, reel myself back in here. What I was getting towards was yeah. th- that you also have like a thousand shows um, under your belt. You're like you're touring vets. Yeah. Like you do this, like it's fucking yeah. awesome. Do you ever get sick of touring? Seriously. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Touring's fucking hard. I'm glad you're at least being honest. That's fantastic. Yeah, man. No, tour tour sucks. <laughs> I mean, that, and that's like, and we, you know, we also love it. But all the time on tour, that's our our joking line. I was like, yeah, tour sucks. <laughs> you're like, you're just like in a fucking van or a bus. You're just traveling all the time, and you're in hotels, and you're away from home. And yeah. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. The shows are amazing. Like that part's great. That oh, part's that's why you great. deal with all the S- the rest of the shit, you know? But like, you know, people, so I remember early days and, and we were, we were touring and we we're in like a, like a minivan with three seats and we're playing to 20 people in Peoria, Illinois or wherever the fuck it is. And someone would come up and be like, you are living the dream. I was like, this dream <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> Fuck this dream. Oh, my God. You know, it's like, the, you know, I, the dream is you're on like a private jet or something. Right. Um, yeah. But like, but, but I mean, the dream, the dream is also like being able to make a living and and make music, which is incredible. And that's what we've gotten to do now for, for some time. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's a real mixed bag. I, and I think it, it's also important for most people who like who just go to go to shows and are there for the theater of it not to know that touring is difficult you know it really does get like this glamorous kind of you know stick not stigma but like this uh glow to it you know like i I remember uh like one of the first shows i went to that a friend was playing there they must have been opening it at a a, you know decent mid-sized club in dc and um before the show i saw him walking through the audience like to go somewhere get something i remember thinking like why are you out here like you should be backstage (laughs) like partying what what are you doing and now now i know like the backstage is just like a room with maybe a six pack of beer. Right. And like, of course he was back here because he, otherwise you'd be sitting alone in a room, but <laughs> you, you don't need to know that as an audience member. No. And it's important that you don't. <laughs> so I'm going to edit all this out. So nobody finds out about the, the, the back end secrets of Tori. But, <laughs> I'm uh, okay with this because if, if a listener has gone far enough to want to listen to a music podcast, they deserve to know. Seriously. You're right. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, you want to, yeah, I'm amazed that you guys have been around for over 10 years, but Fuck, dude. I mean, I've had a podcast, a music podcast for like six months. That's super fucking impressive. Okay. Who the hell listens to this shit? You know what I mean? I, I, mean, I, like don't I feel know. the same way about making music. Who the hell listens to this shit? <laughs> so, a question that I really do like asking bands who do a lot of touring um, be, they seem to acquire these pet peeves. Um, and some of them are just fucking hilarious. Is there any like, for you personally, Ben, like a pet peeve on touring that like your bandmates do or, you know, event staff or anybody that just really kind of irks you? I mean, yeah, but will <laughs> I say it out loud? See, this is where it starts to get personal. So, um, you're too, was, you must do a lot of interviews. You're, re- you're really conditioned to some of this, you know? You know, it's not, you know, I've been touring and thereby doing interviews for about 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, no, uh, what is it? What is the right answer? I don't know. We, we're lucky that most of the people we tour with now, the only thing that really bothers me, and this isn't even a pet peeve, this is just me being a pompous asshole, <laughs> is when people aren't good at their jobs. Yeah. If well, you get like an LD, like a lighting designer, who at a, at a given venue who like forgets to light the drummer the whole time, <laughs> that pisses me off. Because literally, yeah. that's the only reason that he is there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and yes, I I, there are pet peeves with the bandmates, but there's no reason to voice them. 
It's just we've been together <laughs> long enough. To... Yeah, especially while you're, you know, recording. You know, you you want to keep the focus on that and not create. Yeah, any... exactly. I got you. I got you, dude. Yeah. Now, over the years of touring and all the places that you've been, has a particular city outside of like obviously like your hot spots, right? Because those are always fun because yeah, close friends and family and fans come out. But are, are there any cities or venues that have just become like? second homes to you or that you really look forward to going to and playing? I, I think we love Chicago. Um, I yeah. don't know why Killer it music scene right it now. Happened. It's just like people come to shows and they are fucking thrilled to be there. And it's one of the only cities where I don't remember how or when it happened, but all of a sudden we'd show up and there's like, there's pretty much always a thousand people there to see us. And that is great. And so like, we always know that when we go to Chicago, we're going to have a good show. And usually can go out and have some fun afterwards, and um, it's just got good vibes. And uh, yeah, you know, there's there's random little surprising towns that that are like musically good and exciting or or treat us well. I <laughs> I can't think of any of them right now. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, dude, yeah. after a thousand shows, you know, they all they all can start to blend together, or they really do. But and you they start really to, do. I think that you know, you've probably been to a lot of them so many times as well. I mean. You probably like a lot of them, and that's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, we've played some venues seven, eight, or nine times throughout right. the years, which is crazy talk. It is, but it yeah. is. Um, now, kind of on that same topic, um, you know, some cities are really known for sur- for some really damn good food, right? Uh, yeah. What do you like to eat on tour? Is there any cities that like are known for certain foods so, that you have to get? So I am. I love breakfast, and particularly like eggs. Almost as much as music. Oh, it is my favorite thing. (laughs) So, you know, and I and I love me a good Waffle House. I Mm. love chain breakfast food. I'm like so fucking middle America because of that. (laughs) But there's also like there's also some really special places. And one is a place called uh, Bentliffs in Maine, in uh, in Portland, Maine, that does a lobster eggs Benedict. Wow. Which is just decadent and incredible and uh, whenever we have time, I always go for that. Oh my god, what does something like that run for? I mean, I know it's a breakfast food, but it's got to be a little pricey, right? It's like I'm sure it's like twenty bucks or something. Oh man, yeah, that's a pricey breakfast, dude. I mean, Denny's yeah, but, has got you know, like that four ninety nine thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, but see, the other thing, my appetite. I'm like, I'm a skinny <laughs> dude, but I'm skinny. I'm starving constantly, so yeah. I can never do the four ninety. I'm always like a ten dollar enough breakfast. Yeah. Guy. I get the eggs, <laughs> the potatoes, and the things, and the. Oh yeah, getting hungry just talking about it. Uh, you ever been to Pittsburgh? I would, oh, many, I would many, think many so. Times. Yeah, uh, you ever have one of our famous uh, Primani sandwiches? So this, we were in Pittsburgh. I don't know, maybe three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and tried to go to Primani's like after the show. Yeah, and showed up and stood at the counter for I think thirty or forty minutes. Never got served. God and damn it, and left. Oh no way, Primani's. Oh yeah. If you're listening, Primani's and. Shit, I mean, I'm Pittsburgh, so I'm trying to pull these strings here. We got to get something for for these dudes at Jukebox. We can't let them have that taste in their mouth. Look, I get it, man. Like, it was packed, and there were two dudes working, and both of them looked miserable, and it happens. You know, it was late on a Thursday night or something. So we've been there before. We've eaten there before. It's great. So... There are no hard feelings, but uh, All right. that is the latest latest experience. Well, you know what, dude? I will see if I can get you something for the next time you're in Pittsburgh. You know, maybe like a sandwich on the house or something like that. You deserve it, you know? We'll get Amazing. it. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> now, um, the band, as you were saying, now, you were just in Pittsburgh. Um, you, you just had a few dates recently. Where all did you guys go? Talk to me about some of those shows. 
Yeah, we were in uh, a lot of like B and C markets, so like non-huge cities. It was it was like we did two shows in and around Columbus. We did Ann Arbor, Michigan. We did Cleveland. We did Cincinnati. So like Midwestern yeah. uh, shows, just a week and a half, and they were great because we got to play the new song, got to play Stay the Night, um, get on the road. We played a couple new songs that we've been working on in the studio. Uh, you know, get sort of flex those muscles again um for for doing shows because we've been off the road actually for a little while yeah yeah now also on the topic of some shows um some good news for the fall from what i'm seeing for you guys is that jukebox has been invited to play on this new festival um called Cayuga sound i'm guessing it's something like that yeah Cayuga sound in ithaca new uh, york talk to me about it yeah uh, well, X Ambassadors are they're uh, good friends of ours, and we're in the same management company, and so they've all put this festival together. We're jumping on, and I think it's going to be great. Oh, that it's, sounds uh, super exciting! And the Roots, and a couple other really great bands. No way! Awesome! And this is the very first time for this particular festival. Yeah, yeah, they're just starting it up. Awesome. Well, uh, keep your eyes open for that, everybody, because that sounds really cool. If you are one of those people that like to travel around for festivals, this is the very first one, and you could be there. Could be the next Woodstock. Who knows? Um, yeah. what, Ben, what other touring plans does jukebox have so, this year? So I, uh, none that I can talk about yet. We're trying to figure out what happens uh, in the fall. Yeah. Um, it makes so sense. There's some things, some, some things in the works, but nothing that has been announced yet. And so thereby nothing I can talk about. <laughs> I understand completely. Um, but we'll keep our eyes and ears open for it. And, and that's part of the fun is, is being along for the ride. So, um, Ben, as we're kind of winding down here a little bit, um, I always like to to kind of ask, um, what are you listening to right now? Being so immersed in music and so many oh, different man, I know it's it sucks. <laughs> it sucks being asked that because it's so hard to answer it. But dude, you gotta understand, I love knowing what the bands that I'm jamming to, what they're listening to. I do. I mean, I'm gonna give. Here's the thing. I I don't listen to a lot of music. That's the first thing you should know about me. Okay. I say most days. And this is the thing that interviewers hate to hear, but I don't <laughs> listen to any music at all. Like that is generally how I operate. Um, I forget that it's something I should be doing, could yeah. be doing. I just operate in my own world. Um, Has it always been was, that way or but, are you too busy? I mean, what is it? No, it's not a busyness. I, I've sort of always been that way. I, uh, I, I grew up in a house where like my dad plays a guitar, plays a classical guitar. And so like he would either, he would play the music or, but my mom doesn't, like it's a house that like sort of quiet is not that it's a quiet household, but just music isn't playing. And so yeah. I am mostly in my own head. And if I want to hear music generally, I'll sort of put music on, I'll, I'll play it. Um, so yeah, it's weird, man. I haven't been listening to a lot of music. I've been uh, loving the record of, this band that we just toured with who I'm, you know, friends with and fans of, they're called the Elwins. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Out of Toronto. Uh, so I've been listening to them a bunch, but I've also been listening to some like for a, some like classical string quartets. It's a, I'm a terrible person <laughs> to answer this question. I'm a terrible person uh, for asking period. It, Ben. Yeah, period. Oh, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I should have ended it. You're right. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, that was more for me. I didn't mean that. about you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, you know what? It, it can be tough. Um, and sometimes, um, there's people who listen to way too much music and sometimes none and that's fine. You don't have to, you know, not every chef, um, you know, eats all their fucking food. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) Dude, I can, I tell you, I've done enough interviews where people ask that question and I give, you know, some sort of variant of that answer. 
and they just the look of disappointment. And I wish that I had a different answer, but they're always just like, oh, you know, okay. If anything, <laughs> then what you could start doing then is just before an interview, look up some fucking music. It's j- it just, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> <That's>, just <laughs> no, that's that's far too uh, responsible. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, no, th- I like I like long-winded and disappointing answers to questions. <laughs> I'll tell you though, that does make for good podcasting. So see, that's why I I'm here. am in debt to you, sir. Now, <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that you can participate in this because this is a you thing. This is a, huh. this, this is a jukebox thing. This isn't me. Okay. 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 I was just surfing the sho- the socials. Okay. You know, getting ready for the interview. I like to just see what you guys are talking about. Kind of sure, act yeah. like I'm along for the ride. And on April 13th, the band posted on the socials and I quote, we're in the part of the tour where we think using a Mario voice and saying it's a me. Followed by a celebrity name is a very funny joke. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of curious. Like, I'm sure everybody, as they read that, they're like, fuck, I wish there was a way for us to actually hear these dudes say that. Here's the fucking, here's your chance. I mean, um, can you give us some from that tour? But I'm not the Mario guy. Who's the Mario I'm not guy, the Mario Ben? Guy. Jesse is the Mario guy. Yeah, he's so... got, when he wants it, he's got this high, it's me. <laughs> he's got this high voice and it's piercing. That was pretty good. And it's, so you'd just be like sitting in the van and you'd just be just here like, it's me, and then somebody. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Are you sure uh, you're not the Mario voice? I mean, I that- promise I'm not the Mario voice uh, of the aforementioned tweet. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I think the point of that tweet was that when you're on tour, you start to lose your mind and stupid things repeated become hysterically funny. It's kind of like a sleepover when you were a kid, you know, you get up to like 10 o'clock at night, which is like super fucking late for a kid and you just start geeking out for no reason, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You just get delirious. Tour, tour turns grown men into geeking out (laughs) sleepy seven year olds. And this is what we're talking about. People, the, the unglamorous life of touring. Okay. There it is. It it doesn't exist. (laughs) Now, um, Ben, I honestly, I really appreciate your time and for getting into detail on a lot of these questions. Um, you have a great fan base. You've got some amazing music, and I can't wait to hear what else is coming. Is there anything else that you'd like to add or say to your fans before we sign off? Uh, see you soon. We're going to make music, and hopefully you listen to it, and that's great. Fuck yeah, dude. Awesome. All right. Hey, Ben, um, good luck with everything uh, with the new record or records coming out. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Thank you. You never know. There's a lot of music there to pick from. Um, but... We will definitely be checking in, keeping an eye on things, but I appreciate you being on Spinning Thoughts here for episode 57. You bet. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Once again, I want to thank Ben from Jukebox, the ghost, for being with me here for episode 57 of Spinning Thoughts. There's a ton of shit coming from these guys this year, so keep your eyes and ears open. You won't regret it. While you're checking out Jukebox, make sure you're checking out Spinning Thoughts at Spin Thoughts on Twitter. We're on Facebook and SoundCloud. I would love for you to subscribe for free to this show on iTunes and Google Play and all that other stuff that you can find it on. It's free, people. Come on. I love you. Love me back, okay? Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. Again, it's thespinningthoughts.com. I am signing off from Spinning Thoughts without branding. This is Angelo. I want to thank you all for listening. I love you so much, so please remember to share music and spread love. Girl, they're gonna save me, give me a chance. It's what's
But then I see your face in the crowd I think, how can it be starting over? Cause when you meet someone new It all just takes over you And you think that you never really tried Open your heart, open your mind Girl, they're gonna take me back to a time